0: Welcome to the Tough Talk Podcast, your weekly sports podcast rambling and debating all your favorite sports. Previews, recaps, predictions, and more, only here at Tough Talk. Be sure to follow along on Twitter, at Tough Talk Pod. Now, here are your hosts, Christian and Derek.
1: Hey, how you doing? Not too bad. How are you, Christian? I just muted my mic for a minute on the very beginning of that. That was perfect. Good, fantastic. Right.
0: <laughs> nah, no problem.
1: So, how are you doing today? Well, it's been a while since we. Talk. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> it's been a while since we've been here. How are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, good. We got a little bit of bugs, obviously, right off the bat, but that's all good. We'll knock it out real quick. Uh, it's good to be back. I'm glad that we uh, finally decided to continue to do this, and I'm looking forward to having a great time with our new layout here
1: absolutely i'm interested to see how this goes and i'm hoping that everybody finds this just as entertaining as it was last time and we're trying to make it a little bit shorter so it's easier for everybody so uh, are you ready to go ahead and get into subject one
0: absolutely let's kick it man
1: all right let's go first subject we're going to be talking about the chiefs lions this looked like playoff mm-hmm. football yep. at the end of september it looked amazing um the defenses actually looked really good I feel really bad because of how much stuff I talked on the Lions preseason, because that offensive line is actually holding up. Uh, The defense is actually doing decent. And Matt Stafford is having some fun with his new toys, I think. And it's going to be interesting to see what they got. Uh, You got anything you want to add real quick?
0: I just think it's really funny that we have to talk about this, about Detroit being a decent team and a team to actually be looking out for an SC North after all the crap you talked about in that AFC North prediction show we had a couple uh, weeks back. I said this out loud, Matt Stafford was a safe bet for the Lions and you disagreed with me, but hey, check him out now. He's doing pretty good. We'll see what happens when they play this week. Um, but yeah, Detroit's not a bad team. We'll see what happens in the NFC North. On the chief side of the ball, man, these guys are incredible. I mean, they probably are number one in the power rankings, in my opinion. I think they beat New England out. Uh, Mahomes plays fantastic. The guy ran in a scramble and looked at the referee when he was running to see if they threw a flag. Like, he's just on a whole other level. Fantastic play by this guy. Chiefs are going places this year.
1: You know, honestly, I do like the way that Mastavar Stafford's seeing the field right now. I think he's doing pretty well. The running game behind him didn't look too bad Sunday. That could be one of the glaring weaknesses in the Chiefs' defense, if I'm being completely honest. Um Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. He did what he does. He went out there and he just showed why he's a winner. Um, it's unfortunate he's in the AFC West, and I'm going to have to deal with this guy for the next 5, 10, 10 15 years. But that's the way the game goes. Um, yeah. As far as the lines go, I feel like this is uh, that – pre-season energy going into the first six weeks and we're going to see what happens with the final 10 weeks after the first six i think they may run out of energy they may run out of steam and I think um, what happens if Matt Stafford gets hurt again? That was the one thing I brought up preseason that we didn't see and we're not seeing yet, mm-hmm. is Matt Stafford hurt and Matt Stafford on his ass a lot. We don't see him you know, taking a lot of sacks right now, and that's really helping him and making him look like a good uh, quarterback. And if, when he has time, he can find open receivers, and this offensive line is giving him some time, even against a pass rush like the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs did get to him a few times but I mean that was about it there wasn't a lot of hits on him I
0: there wasn't yeah and you imagine Now, imagine when Tyreek Hill comes back for the Chiefs, too. These guys are going to be even more incredible. I think the Chiefs are going to have a fantastic run. They're probably going to be your number one seed moving forward, Um, barring injury, of course. And then talking about the Stafford injuries as well, I mean, who knows what happens. But right now, the running game, receiving game, with Hawkinson and all those guys looks pretty good.
1: All right. Well, we've already hit our three minutes on that subject, so this is working out pretty well, actually. We're in the buzzer mm-hmm. right yep. now. So, all right, let's go ahead and talk about Perfect. some Bills Pats. Again, looked oh, like man. playoff football. Uh, I love both of those defenses. I think this is the best two defenses in the entire league. Um, Josh Allen, yep. in my personal opinion, I'm going to let you talk about it a little bit more, but Josh Allen just looked a little indecisive out there for me. Um, I also think that hit on Josh yep. Allen was not a legal hit. I think that was a pretty cheap hit. I'm surprised there was no suspensions on that. I kind of want to bring that up a little bit later. We're going to touch on it again. I will be. Um, you guys held touchdown. No touchdowns for Tom Brady, the best quarterback, the goat, and he had no touchdowns against your guys' defense. Um, go ahead. Yep. I want to hear you rant about this for a little bit because I'm sure you're happy to see your defense. But well, what I'll about tell that? You, offense? What, you took the
0: words. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. This was the two best defenses in the league. I'll argue that day and night. Um, New England was fantastic on defense. Buffalo was was amazing on defense. This defense is going to keep them alive in a playoff hunt all season long. Now, Josh Allen, yeah, he definitely did not play up to par that he needs to play. Um, he's a mobile quarterback, but he needs to be smart on those plays. I was furious when he got hit that first initial time. That flag flew and needed to happen. Um, But, you know, after reviewing it, yeah, I mean, I think that play was a little more clean than it should have been. Yeah, there was a little bit of question, a little bit of gray area, but it wasn't black and white as some of these other um, some of these other hits that we saw this week for sure. Um, But I'll tell you what, I'll talk about that penalty in a minute. I want to keep talking about the Patriots because they were a good team defensively and special teams that special teams play. They saw something. They got that block punt for a touchdown. That was the game changer right there. If that block punt didn't happen, who knows what would have happened in this game? because the defense did not budge whatsoever. Um, And not only did they do well on special teams for the punt blocking, the punt game in itself for New England was amazing because they drove Buffalo into terrible field position left and right over and over again, where Buffalo's punting was God atrocious. It was absolutely really bad. Um, And that was a game changer in itself. So not only are we talking a lot about the defenses here, the special teams on New England, uh, was a game changer as well. I enjoyed seeing Brady uh, struggle a little bit there, uh, just as a Buffalo Bills fan. But he'll make a comeback soon. And Josh Allen, I think there's a lot of times that um, he can, he can, he can improve on. Uh, who knows if he plays this week uh, because of this the concussion protocol moving forward? But that that penalty that they flew um, for the for the play, even though after looking at it, I don't know if it was a if it was a personal foul or not. The ref has to throw that flag. When in doubt, they're taught throw that flag. The thing that I have an issue with is for personal fouls, there was also a penalty on Buffalo for holding. But for personal fouls, there should never be offsetting penalties. If you have a personal foul, that should not ever be offset by a hold or anything. A personal foul should always be penalized against the team. That should be a dead ball foul or whatever it is, but offsetting penalties shouldn't happen. Whether I'm saying that just in a bias of the Bills fan. No, I'm not. If that happens anywhere else. Personal fouls should be not offsetting, it should be on that. So I, I'm really strict on that. I don't, I don't, I really don't like that that call at all.
1: Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you one bit on that. one. I thought it was, it should have been, it should, it should not be offsetting, like you said. And I thought that hit was a little bit dirtier than you think, but that's just me personally because it is the Patriots' defense, and I think there's always a little extra intention. But uh so let's go ahead, let's get into this week four recap. Um, and we're gonna go ahead and talk about all right, Kyle Allen, the. The, the Carolina Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, they're 2-0 under Kyle Allen. Do you think, uh, I'm going to ask you real quick, do you bring Cam Newton back?
0: You know, it's a really tough decision to make on Carolina, but if he's improving and Kyle Allen's still doing well, I don't know. It's a tough call. Cam Newton is a guy who took you to the Super Bowl a couple of years back. But if Cam Newton is not 100%, and you have a quarterback in Kyle Allen who's doing well. I think you got to stick with Kyle Allen. But if you have a hundred percent Cam Newton, I think you got to give it to the veteran because he's he's due respect for it.
1: I see the the thing about Kyle Allen is he did have three turnovers in this game, and that did have you know that's yeah. kind of one of those things that you can't really have three turnovers as a quarterback. They were all fumbles. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, like I said, this guy just he was outstanding out there. He was making the plays that he makes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you spin this over to you now for the Tampa Bay game and let you talk about some Jameis Winston. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's definitely the game that I thought was um, was spectacular, just like a, out of this world. Definitely did not see this happening, the Buccaneers beating the Rams, uh, especially in this fashion. Jameis Winston I had as a player who was going to be benched by week four. That's definitely not happening. Jameis Winston is fantastic. He is coming out of this offense with Bruce Arians and Brian Leftwich. Fantastic. Uh, I I like where he sits Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if Jamie can continue this play can't believe they beat the Rams Uh, looking forward to see what they do this week against the Saints so yeah uh, that team was impressive I'm very impressed what else did you like this week?
1: I really liked the the Jacksonville Jaguars comeback in the second half against the Broncos. I, I, at the same time, this is the Broncos' yeah. offense, so or the Broncos' defense. So it is what it is. The Broncos' defense just got their first sack this week, and it was like poetic justice because as soon as they did, they lost Bradley Chubb for the year. They got two sacks in the game, and they lost their first round pick for the season. Yeah. That's really unfortunate. Um, the defense for the the Jaguars looked lost without Jalen ramsey out there they were getting tossed on by joe flacco like it was joe flacco of 2009 or something it was crazy um leonard fournette 225 yards rushing i was glad to have him on my fantasy team this week and i don't think it'll happen again but it was pretty impressive to see guarded Minshew. uh to see the poise of him on that last drive to come down the field and win the game was actually a lot of fun now i'm gonna let you talk about these cowboys real quick and the saints
0: Yeah, so first of all, Minshew Mania, I want to know if it's real. And Jalen Ramsey is out again this week, so who knows what that defense could be like for Jacksonville. But Saints-Cowboys came that Sunday night football game. That's probably the most important game of the week. Um, And I'll tell you what, you know, the Cowboys didn't look that impressive when they started playing a pretty decent team. Now the Cowboys are out their left tackle uh, moving forward, and they got to play a tough Packers squad moving forward this season, this year. Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints looks fantastic. Uh, The defense looks really good. The Saints could be a team that continues moving forward without Breeze and still getting them in the playoff hunt, not even just in the playoff hunt. They might be uh, first-round by contention while Breeze comes back.
1: Okay. Uh, so we just finished up with that subject. There's a little bit of noise on your end somewhere. It just it went away. Okay. I think it might be your air or something. All right. Anyway, so. Oh, apologies. No, you're right. ice. Now we're getting on to the subject I want to talk about the most tonight. Vontaze Perfect. First, I'm going to go ahead and let you hear... Oh. I, want, I want to hear you, the modern fan, tell me why he deserves an entire one-year suspension.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Vontaze Perfect, he's been suspended multiple times, almost 10, if not 10, for PEDs, for suspensions. This guy has, has a track record of of doing terrible things in the league. He almost ruined AB's career. I mean, AB did it on his own this time, but Hmm. he, with a hit, um, what he did to Doyle was he, he led with his head with a spear, a spear of his head and he folded Doyle. It was a, to me, it was a terrible hit. Um, so I'll tell you what, um, I, I like your standpoint, um, I don't think it's just as the Raiders fan put, I will say that. I like your standpoint, your, your viewpoint there. But Berthak, I think, deserves to be suspended. Now, he will appeal. He won't be out for the entire year. But what bugs me is, if it's continuous, what are we going to have to do to get this guy out of the league or to learn? Is he going to have to ruin someone's career for us to actually learn? I think this season, this one-year uh, band is warranted. I do.
1: Okay. So, the first thing I'm going to say about this is, if it's multiple offenders... There's multiple offenders on some defenses that I don't want to talk about, because I'm not going to be mean about it, that are PED users. And they keep getting suspended for four games, and four games, and four games, and four games. Well, they're repeat offenders too. Why aren't they getting a one-year suspension? Because they're literally cheating. They're using steroids to try to get in better shape. They're trying to use stuff that's illegal and against the game to get in better shape. Why don't they get longer suspensions if he's getting this long one-year suspension? And the other thing I want to bring up is the hit on Josh Allen. I feel like there should have been a fine on that because if we're going to give this guy one year suspension, you're not even going to throw a fine at the people at the guy who hit uh, Josh Allen. That's horrible. The hit on Marcus Peters was yeah. the hit on Marcus Peters was targeting. He came at Marcus Peters and targeted him because he just got a pick six. He targeted him, he led with the helmet and he hit him in the helmet and all they did is fine him 28k. No suspension for that one. But you want to give this guy one no. year? I understand that, yes, he's had a few suspensions here and there. And he is a very dirty player. And that wasn't maybe the best hit. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, it wasn't the best idea to wave at the fans and laugh at them when you got ejected. That that didn't make things look any mm-hmm. better. That kind of makes you look like a, a, a savage. Maybe you should have just put your head down and ran off the field. Uh, that maybe... Yeah, a- that was bad. So, in my personal opinion, I don't even think a one-year suspension should have ever been warranted or brought out. I think an eight-game suspension is the most you could ever ask for some hit like that. Um, It was not near as bad as the Marcus Peters hit, and we're not talking about the Marcus Peters hit. We're not talking about the suspension. All we just now found out was about the twenty-eight thousand dollars fine. I feel like that's it's two different ballparks there because the targeting—it was targeting. All right, so let's go on yeah. to uh, yeah. let's go on to Thursday night football now, and we're getting back to Marcus yeah. Peters because we're getting back to that Rams defense. Um, and then here we go. The Rams defense, in my opinion, is giving up way too many points this year. Um, way too much. I don't know if Jameis Winston is the real deal now, or if this defense is just trash. And I drafted him, so I'm wondering how that's going to go for me in fantasy football. Uh, Russell Wilson had four touchdowns this this week. Um, hope you didn't sit he's him. He's incredible. Hope you didn't sit him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm playing a guy in fantasy, and he uh, he he sat him. He started yeah. um, uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan over Russell Wilson. Right. So we'll see if that works out. But uh, I'm happy so far.
1: All right, uh... <laughs> but Russell
0: Wilson, yeah, outstanding. He's been playing fantastic.
1: Metcalf got his first touchdown of the year. I do believe it was the very first one of the year. Yep. I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me in the comments if I'm wrong on that. Um, Tyler Lockett looked like a stud out there. He just kept catching everything and then he had that one catch on the side on the side that it reminded me of the San Antonio Holmes catch out of the Super Bowl a few years back. Well yep. against the, the opposite exactly opposite sides, but it reminded me just like it. Um, will disley. Mm-hmm. I think this guy is a, a a diamond in the rough and he's becoming that tight end over there. Uh, I think he's for real. I do. Uh, so real quick, the sit you didn't see it, but anybody out there, if you've seen it, it was the worst roughing the passer call I've ever seen on Clay Matthews. I think it was horrible. Um, it keeps happening to Clay Matthews, and it just feels like it's just not right what's going on there. Um, something just doesn't feel right about the way he gets these, these roughing the passers. Uh, there will be no fine for that hit because it wasn't a roughing the passer, but... Let you go ahead and talk about this for a minute. See what you got to say.
0: Yeah, I didn't see the hit on Clay Matthews. Uh, I'll be checking it out right after this podcast. I, I missed some of the game um, because there's so many sports going on. Oh yeah, um, yesterday and it's that's crazy October for you. But you know, I'm not surprised. Clay Matthews has been dealing with this ever since they changed this rule. Uh, he's been kind of the poster guy for it um, when he was with Green Bay. Um, so yeah. I – I'm not surprised at all with Clay Matthews. I really want to know what's going on with Jared Goff, though. He's had a couple bad weeks. He was fantastic last season. I mean, he started off pretty good this year, too. He's just been really inconsistent so far. He threw bombs last week against Tampa Bay, 500 and something yards. But they were down for most of that game. So I don't know if it's the defense, and he constantly has to change his game plan because they're they're down or because he's got to throw the ball too much. But I'm not impressed so far with uh, Goff like I was last season. He reminds me. a lot of Brett his Favre this year. His receiver, though. Yeah, I am re- impressed with his receiving core, though, especially uh, Coop or Cup, because Cup is fantastic. He had nine receptions, and you said it was over hundred yards. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. So, you know, it sucks for Golf, you know, having his defense not help him out, and his special teams, his kicker, didn't help him out at the end either.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, we may as well get in that Zerline kind of blew that game at the end there. It was pretty bad. Uh, Yeah, but Cooper Cup this year, he's had four touchdowns so far this year. It's been pretty impressive to see. It's pretty, I mean, it's nice to see. Uh, Did you hear Troy Aikman real quick talk about Cooper Cup's dad and say he completely realized he didn't know? (laughs) It was savage. He said he He was there for two cups of coffee. He said two cups of coffee. Oh,
0: man. All right. Uh so let's get His in. His dad's just trying to enjoy the game. Yeah. And then he just gets crapped on on yeah, live just, television. He heard that on, and was like, Oh, Come man. On, man. You gotta do better than that. All
1: right. So let's get into some week five predictions. Um, do you think the Bucks are yeah. gonna be the same team against the Saints this year? Or this week?
0: Oh man, I don't I don't know. You know, I, I wanna think that they, they have that opportunity to be that. I think the Bucks could, but the Saints, um oh man, the Saints are not the Rams. And the Saints are, yeah, the Saints are a team. So I think the Saints are going to blow by this. I think they, they're going to win this game, I think, by a decent margin. Now, uh, 10 points, 13 points, more than that, you know. Um, Jameis Winston, I think he's going to have a couple drawbacks here, and it's going to make people uh, a little anxious. So, no, I, I don't think they're going to be as good. Okay. Um,
1: I got the Patriots having a bye week in D.C., and then you were telling me Colt McCoy is going to be starting. Do yeah. you think Colt McCoy is going to help that bye week any? Or yeah, they can't make up their mind. Be...
0: They can't make up their mind what they want to do in Washington. I think they just need to give up and just move forward, which I think they are doing. That's probably why they're starting quarterback number three. Yeah. All
1: right. Bears and Raiders are in London. Um, I'm a Raiders fan. If you guys can't mm-hmm. tell, Khalil Mack, Charles Woodson right over here. Um, I really think the Raiders, the Darren Waller is going to have a good game. It seems like that's the one area of the field that this this Bears defense seems to have trouble covering as a tight end position, and I think Josh Jacobs might be surprising a couple people this week because he loves the pressure. However, this is the first time Khalil Mack has seen his whole team, and I know he's going to go for at least four sacks on Derek Carr, and I am hoping he doesn't injure him. Um, you got any thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, Mack's going to mess you
0: up. I think. I think Mack. Yeah, I think Mack's going to give you some hurting. Um, I think Jacobs is going to have a good game because I think you guys are going to be either without Tyrell Williams or he's going to be not 100%. He's questionable right now. So, yeah, Jacobs is going to be uh, one of your guys look forward to. They definitely want to showcase him more. I think this is one of those times that they, they do it.
1: Yeah, I dropped uh, Tyrell Williams for my lineup this week and put in somebody else because I heard he was going to be hurt. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys not trying to mm-hmm. top, drop two in a row to the Packers. Um Honestly, I think it's going to happen. I like the Packers team this year. It looks pretty good early Um, I like their energy that they're playing with on defense But that could be the same kind of defense I was or same kind of energy I was talking about with the Lions Where it could just last a few games, but I still think it's gonna last this game Um, You got anything more you want to add or you just want to go on to the Browns Niners from there?
0: Real quick, I will say I like the Packers I do I think they had an off week on defense last week and I think with that that takeaway of that left tackle uh, for Dallas, I think Green Bay's going to have a heyday. I think Green Bay wins.
1: All right. Next team, next game, the uh, Browns Niners. I want to see this game. I'm interested yeah. in it. Uh, is Baker Mayfield going to be able to do stuff the same way against that 49ers defense that he was last week? He's talking a lot of stuff to media, talking it to everybody, saying, I hope you remember all the stuff you talked week one, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, come on, man. We're, we're rooting for you here. And you're making it hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think the Browns really got to prove themselves if they want to be, you know, why they're getting all these primetime games. Um, and this is one of them right here. San Francisco's an undefeated team. Are they an undefeated team? Do they deserve to be an undefeated team, I should say? Uh, this game's going to be uh, a crucial point for both teams this season. I know it's only week five, but it's a, it's a turning point for one team, whoever loses, in my opinion. Um, yeah, 100 uh, percent. I also think I'm going to throw it in there real quick. I know the buzzer's up, but my Bills, uh, whether they're with or without uh, Josh Allen, I, th- I like what they got against Tennessee. I don't think Mariota is going to be able to do anything against this defense. Nothing like he did last week. So yeah, don't really be counting like, out our Bills. I really uh, like that defense.
1: Uh, Derrick Henry does run physical, but I think he's going to run physical for about 50 yards this week. Uh, really enjoy yeah, watching the kid grow. Derrick Henry, meet Ed, Ed Oliver. Yeah, I was about to say, I all think right. he gets 50-yard stops this week. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go ahead, and we're going to talk about some – Week five, fantasy football predictions. Um, Will Disley, I think he's going to be amazing this week again. Uh, I picked him up, and I'm so glad I did because it was a steal of free agency for me. Um, another steal of free agency, yeah. uh, he's already, he's ranked fifth at tight ends right now and has four touchdowns already. And he wasn't even the starter week one. So that should tell you something about how much Russell Wilson thinks of the kid. All right. Another kid I picked up on free agency and then dropped him for two seconds. Somebody else picked him up and then traded him to you. Talk about Chris Godfirm codwin for a minute. Why don't you?
0: Hey, I like it. I like the fact that I got, you know, he picked him up on waiver, so he didn't like his trade value too much. So, uh, I trade, or he didn't value his his uh, player too much because he just got on a waiver pickup. I snuck a trade in real fast, and I picked him up. I like him. I do. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to start him this week, though. I'm really on the edge um, because of the matchup, and I think Jameis is going to have an off week. So we'll see. But um, yeah, I-, I like where he's at. Well, you like he, any more fantasy uh, fantasy oh, yeah. picks before I move over to maybe like a fan duo? Okay, keep going
1: then. I got you. Well, real quick, Godwin is ranked number one in his position. I did send you a message earlier today saying you should probably start him because he's ranked number yeah. one at his position right now. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore, a lot of people own him. Ranked 37th in his position, but I like the matchup this week. Defense doesn't look good up there. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be able to take care of him. Um, Sterling Shepard is a good pickup if you can still find him on free agency. Um, he's becoming Daniel Jones' favorite target. He's not going to do good this year, or this week. And then Ricky Seal Jones. He's still available in a lot of leagues, and I think you guys are going to like him because he's taken David Njoku's spot for the Cleveland Browns, and his his receptions are yeah. going up each week. He had three receptions last week, but they were for 82 yards, and you can tell Baker Mayfield likes him in the middle of the field. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give you a full minute, and I'm going to let you talk about this, uh, your fantasy, or your uh, fan duel, or... Uh, if your guys are playing, uh, what's the other yeah, one, Yeah, DraftKings,
0: Draft yeah. Let yeah. you talk yeah. about yeah. So those, So if you're style. in that kind of aspect of the game, and you're not really talking fantasy, but you're talking that to pay for, I'm all about the stacks this week. Stacks are really going to be where it's at. Um, real quick, I just wanted to hit something about Stealing Shepard. You are just talking about him. Yeah. Reminder that Golden Tate will be coming back this week, too. So that's something uh, to keep in mind, too. Um, also, all right, go back to those stacks. Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen. I think that would be a great stack this week. Philip Rivers isn't really uh, percentage owned. I don't think he's he's hit that max yet. So I think you could sneak in maybe a good stack there. Possibly Mike Williams too, um, if he uh, decides to play or has more than 100 percent, or you know, he, he's if he's you know more capable of playing this season or this week so far. Uh, I also do like both quarterbacks that are playing in the dome this week between Matt Ryan and Deshaun Watson if you can stack Ryan with Julio or even Sanu I would stay away from Ridley though he's been uh, a little off the last couple weeks and then Watson with a Hopkins, obviously, but another guy to worry about or to take a look at with Houston is Will Fuller. Now, he hasn't had the greatest season so far, but he's due for a game, and what better game than doing it against Atlanta, right? So that could be one of those, Those uh, Atlanta's defense has just not really been up to it. Uh, and a lot of people are giving Andy Dalton um, a pass for last week and saying you can still start him, because he has been decent in fantasy, but I would give him a break this week and and I would um, uh, sit them and there's there's a lot of other better options this week. Get stay away from Dalton. All
1: right, absolutely. Okay, I agree with like everything you're saying. I just I haven't played much FanDuel this season, so I haven't I haven't gambled all my money away this season yet. All right, so let's get into the Rays Astros <laughs> game. Uh, the Rays Astros. Yeah, baseball. Right, it was looking good. I watched a lot of it today. Uh, Justin Verlander, now mm-hmm. third all-time in postseason case, Ross, or passing Roger Clemens. I'm going to let pass it over to you and tell you, let you tell that
0: fun stat you got that he's got as well. Yeah, so third overall all-time in strikeouts and third all-time in postseason wins. He just passed Tom, Tom Glavin for 14 for all-time our third all time and win. So fantastic outing by Verlander. Yeah. I, I was very excited. This guy's a hall of famer for sure. It's not going to stop. And now we had great pitching in game one. We're going to get great pitching in game two. And we possibly might get it on both sides of the uh, the field tomorrow with Garrett Cole. And you got Blake Snell, um, Cy, Cy Young winner from last year. So I, I'm excited for both of these guys to pitch next or on um, on um sorry on uh tomorrow so we'll see what happens but tommy Pham was the question that we had moving forward what do you think about this tommy fan injury that we could see, be seeing so there was a double and i don't
1: remember which inning it is and i do apologize i want to say it was the fourth inning uh tommy Pham goes back to the wall the ball's yeah. up 15 feet up the wall and he still goes to jump a little bit and as he goes to jump he barely gets off the ground and then he grabbed his left hip and then when asked about it, he took and he waved it off and then was still continuing to hold his left hip. I'm wondering if that could be a foregoing issue because he was, I believe, 1 for 4 today or 0 oh for 4 today. Um, he didn't look great. Um, yeah. Can that affect his speed? Can that affect his uh, everything? Base running, batting. Can that affect even his fielding? Because he is their, you know, one of their good fielders out there. He is a leader of this Rays team. Um, So it's going to be a question for sure. Um, I want to also bring up Jose Altuve. Hits a two-run homer. He put him up two to nothing. Beautiful. And then it kind of just went out from there. They put up six runs. Everybody just kind of kept contributing. Um, Presley gave up two runs in the eighth. And that's not like Presley to give up two runs. It was kind of unfamiliar to see that from him. And he was upset that he had gave up the two runs. And he left two more on. He was responsible for four, and luckily the guy who came in, he went ahead and closed it out for him. But that was kind of – it was interesting to see yep. Presley give up two runs, and you could see he was frustrated with himself over it. Uh, there was a bad error by Lau in the fifth inning or the sixth inning. It was just a horrible uh, error. I wanted to bring it up because it's not the it's not postseason play, and you can't have those kind of plays in postseason. Uh, anything else you want to add to it in this no, last 30
0: seconds real quick? You yeah. know. I would just say, I would just say that don't count the Rays out. I know we're we'll gonna be talking predictions later for these division series, but even though they lost six to two today, don't count these guys out. These guys have, uh, these guys are not afraid to keep playing. Uh, you saw this incredible poise they had in the wild card game. Uh, they can hit the ball and they can put it out of the park and they can change the score really quick. So don't count them out. Tomorrow's game is gonna be very impressive to watch.
1: All righty, Twins Yankees. Luis Arreyes is back yeah. for the Twins, and they're starting Barrios tonight. How do you mm-hmm. think he's going to uh, match up against this Yankees offense?
0: Yeah, I mean, this, this has been becoming a great playoff rivalry all around with these Twins and these Yankees. Last couple seasons, uh, we've been seeing um, some really incredible baseball with the wild card game, the crazy wild card game, uh, a few years back. Um, yeah. And the Yankees have been getting the best of them. So we'll see if that changes here. Um, the game should be happening right now as we speak starting off. Um, but yeah, Barrios, I was a little surprised that he was the game one starter. Um, we'll see if that's a, if that's a good decision on the Yankee squad here, or on the twin squad here. But, um, I, I overall think the Yankees are, are a better team than the twins. Um, although, you know, they both can, you know, hit the, hit the crap out of the ball. Yeah. Um and that might be the deciding factor of this series is who hits the most home runs. Um if but when it comes down to it, that's all going to be bullpen work probably. Um and the Yankees and have the have definitely the advantage in that. They have a fantastic bullpen although they haven't been as good as uh, as the past seasons, but they still have some a lot of a lot of relievers who have a lot of playoff experience. So how about you? What do you think about this?
1: I think we're going to see uh, what I like to call it. I, like the, I think we're going to see football scores. I think we're going to see football scores. Yeah, I, think, could I, think, be. I think we're going to see like 14 well. to 7, 10 to 7. I think we're going to see high scoring games. Uh, the Yankees put a lot of money into that bullpen this offseason, but I don't think it's enough to hold off a pretty powerful lineup over there. You got you know, Nelson Cruz. I think he hit. What was it? Thirty-six home runs this year. You had Rosario hitting just as many. Yeah, I mean, the team hit three hundred and
0: seven home runs. The team it's hit three hundred and seven home runs. It was disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, amazing. But so, the Yankees were not far behind them. I think they hit like three oh six. Honestly, and it, was it was also really a, close. That was so also this is going to be was... just a complete bomb.
1: Yeah, the Yankees were injured all year. It seemed like every time they had somebody come up and do good, somebody else was getting hurt. And it seems like that team, if they're all healthy, if they can all be healthy for this Yankee or for this series right here, it could be scary. And like I said, I think it's gonna be football numbers. I think we're gonna see ten to seven, uh twelve to seven. Um we're not gonna see uh we're not gonna see a one nothing game over there on the AL side of things, I don't think. Unless it's that pitching pitch matchup tomorrow. Unless it's the pitching matchup tomorrow between the Rays and the yeah. Astros. But that's about the only one I can see that's yeah. going to be that low score in the entire AL because there's some good offenses over there. Yes. All right. Uh, anything else mm-hmm. you want to add in hint last 10 little seconds here about any either of the teams?
0: It'll be a great series for sure. Um you know, we haven't been disappointed with these Yankees twin series. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. Once this podcast ends.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of interested to see it myself. All right, let's go on to this nationals Dodgers game that happened last night. And it was, it was bad. Uh, the nationals got absolutely whooped up on. It was really bad. Um, Walker Bueller looked good. Um, How's gonna How's That'd Kershaw gonna look in Game Two? Because it's gonna be Kershaw Strasburg. I think that's gonna be another great pitching duel. That's why I said we're not gonna see the runs in the A or the yeah. NL like we thought we were gonna see because it's just not gonna happen on this side of things. Um, I'm gonna let you talk about them for a little minute and let you see what you got to say about each team.
0: Yeah, these teams are more overall, I think, um, well rounded. I guess you could say compared to the AL. These guys, I mean, the, the AL teams. They definitely, you know, hit hit it out of the park. And so are these NL teams, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. nationals hit the most home runs in franchise history this this season, too. A lot of a lot of home runs this year, a lot of jacks. Um, but yeah, this Strasburg Kershaw matchup, this could be an even better matchup than seeing Bueller last night. Uh um, Bueller was fantastic. There's a reason he started over Kershaw for game one. There is a reason for that. This guy is the the next Kershaw for the Dodgers, which is unfortunate because you still have Kershaw right behind him. Um, but Strasburg was amazing when he came in relief in the wild card game. Yeah. Looked- um, the bullpen for Washington was actually was actually good, so we'll see if that can continue. wasn't that great last night. Um, but yeah, the wild card game for Washington was good. If they can find a way to bring back that kind of uh, magic other than what um, Scherzer was seeing because he was a little shaky, um, then they'll be okay. you know if they can get a little bit of work out of uh, guys off the bench if Ryan Zim comes back. Or Daniel Hudson uh, from the pen. Notice I mentioned two guys from Virginia Beach right there. Those are my guys right there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I think this game is going to be incredible tonight. Um, it's going to be a fantastic pitching's duel, uh, and it's probably, it could be easily. We could be coming down to a 1-0 finish here. This could be a completely different game compared to these AL ones we've been talking about. for sure. Yeah,
1: I was about to say the AL has a lot of offensive ones, but I think it's because the, the defense has kind of been lackluster. And a lot of the defensive better teams have been on the NL side of the ball this year. Um, I really think that this is going to be the one matchup, in my personal opinion... I think the Dodgers are going to kind of run away with it a little bit, but I still like this matchup tonight at Kershaw-Strasburg. I want to sit there and watch that one because that one's going to be a gem. If that's not a gem, I'm going to be highly disappointed. Yeah, I love a pitcher's duel. Uh, When I go to a game, I -hmm. I anticipate pitcher's duels. Um, Sometimes I get a little upset even when I go to a Cardinals game and we put up seven freaking runs on somebody because I'm like, I just want to see you guys going and burning because it's just fun. Um, I love, you know, because that always and it always sets up the walk off, too, which is always beautiful. It's the I think the walk off run is the most beautiful thing in all of baseball. Um, It's 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's it's the best feeling. Um, Absolutely. And that's that's what I think we're going to get into next is a little bit of Braves cards. Um, I'm about to look at the score (laughs) real quick. See what we're at. I don't know. All right, You go ahead and do that. I'm pretty sure we just lost. Yep. All right. Check
0: that check that final score
1: yep we lost 3-0 today (laughs) but game one we looked really good um we had one little issue we had the problem of uh edmund and wong doing the worst double error i've ever seen of my team uh we're a defensive team that's what we're known for and if you have something like that happen before behind you it kind of just hurts all momentum you had going in that inning and uh I mean, luckily we were able to get out of it. We only they only scored the one run off of that. Um, Webb is going to be a huge concern for me going forward because I just can't believe that you know he came in right after Miller and just let it open again. Um, luckily we came back in the top of the ninth. Uh, I thought four runs was enough, and then Martinez comes and then Martinez comes out and uh, he just was like, "Hey, it's the home run derby, guys. Why don't you take a few off me real quick? Cool, cool. You good? You good?" Alright. Crazy well, night. Uh right. yeah, it was bad. Um Flaherty though tonight, I think he, he ended up giving up three runs over seven innings. Um the first run in the first inning was the first one he gave up in twenty innings. So I should tell you how good this A or this uh this Atlanta defense or offense is. Um they see the ball well. Hey, did you see the two did you see the two errors today yeah. too? Colton Wong had another error today. I didn't see the
0: errors. Th- oh yeah.
1: I and did. and yep. Albies had an I error saw the today. Head. Albie's had an error today at mm-hmm. second as well. Um those are the two guys who are competing for the NL Gold Glove at second base. Both have had errors today. It's one of those that's pretty bad. Yeah, I can't that's believe that's the crazy that's...
0: thing about playoffs.
1: Yeah. It's the um, crazy
0: thing about playoffs, you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'll tell you in that game one last uh last night. Um, the turning point, in my opinion, I think there was two things on the Braves side: that, that Martin injury when he came out, this you know the warm up and and uh, they didn't have anybody else behind him, and the Braves pitching was fantastic until then. He got hurt. Um, he didn't even throw a pitch. They had to put Luke Jackson in, which he was stretching and got up a couple times. But yeah, Luke Jackson is wasn't very good. You know, I was questioning why they had Luke Jackson over Tehran in the first place. Tehran's finally going to get into this roster now that Martin's down. Um, So we'll see what happens there. Um, also, Ronald Acuna, I know he had a home run in the ninth, and he did play well. I think he was three for – I know he had two hits and a walk. He, he He's fantastic in a home run, but he, he didn't run out one that could easily be a double, wound up being a single. And then when he got the second base, he was double played out on another awful base running move. Um, that hustle, you can't do that in the regular season. What makes you think you can do it at the playoffs? Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this game, two, we made a comeback. And uh, Duvall with a nice home run, I uh, saw yeah. that a nice two-run jack um, against Flaherty too. So yeah, we'll three nothing, one one. This game is this series is going to be uh, fantastic. And with that being said, we have division series predictions, and Real we're quick. already at it. And the, obviously, we can see that we yeah uh, you know, we can go ahead and talk into it. I won't give my I, prediction, but
1: no, you're all right. Real you can quick. see that I we're just... both
0: Cardinal or Cardinals in.
1: Uh, Yadier, Yadier Molina versus McCann is one of the coolest uh, catchers. Like, it's awesome. You're not going to see an error behind the plate like that. Not in this series. Not between those two guys. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to keep watching this series because I think those two are going to be uh, fantastic behind the plate. And uh, I, that's, I just wanted to throw that out there because those are two seasoned vets behind the plate who they can run a game. They're pretty much the manager behind the plate for your pitcher, and that's what you need in this situation. And so let's get into division series predictions right now because that's going to lead right into what I'm saying. I think this series is going to go the full five games. I think the the offenses between both teams is a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a very interesting series. And I'm going to make an even bolder prediction right now and say whoever wins this series is going to be playing in the World Series. Because I think that's how good these two teams are. Um, I really enjoy the way they looked. I really enjoy the way the Cardinals look. I I don't like losing in the playoffs ever. And losing just one game bugs (laughs) me. Who does? Who right. Does? It just bugs me that we lost the one yeah. game. But I have to accept it and we have to move on. And it's gonna be Wainwright on the mound in game three, I'm almost sure of it. That guy right back there with his arms up, he's gonna do it, it again because he's gonna mm-hmm. do uh I don't know, a shutout probably, you know. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna enter we're just gonna channel so like our inner 09 and just get a shutout on the on the braves <laughs> real quick. Um I mean he's been pitching since Man, what 2001, I believe. 2000, no, 2006 is when he came in, and so he's been pitching 13 years now. The guy. All right.
0: Well, let me just say. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me just say that the only shutout that's gonna happen is the one that just happened to you right there. All right. Three <laughs> nothing. That's it. All right. I, I agree. You know, game five or it's, game five is gonna be happening in Atlanta in this series. We are going to see a game five. I'm gonna be really. It's gonna be really intriguing to see what happens in St. Louis in games three and four. Uh, it really is. Um, Wayne Wright's pitching, but hey, guess what? So is Soroka. Soroka is one hell of a pitcher, all right? So don't count him out yet. Um, I'm looking forward to this series. Um, You obviously have the Cardinals in five for good reason. I have the Braves in five. We hold some good amounts of this. Um, I'm looking forward to this series. It's going to be the best series. And I like your bold prediction. I really do. Um, I'd like to say it too as as a fan of the Braves, but that's just a tough one. I'm going to save mine, Until we talk next week, because we'll be talking league championship then. Oh yeah, Uh, let's move on to the other NL, um, other NL series, and that's the Nats and the Dodgers. Hey, you know, being from Virginia Beach, I always like to root for the Nats. I'm not a big Dodgers fan whatsoever, uh, but the Dodgers are a great team. Yeah, they are fantastic. Um, I don't think there's going to be a single sweep in these division series. I know you disagree, um, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to get the closest it's going to get. It's going to happen here. But uh, I think Game Three goes to Washington if they can't win tonight. Although the, pe- the best pitcher for Washington is tonight, um, Dodgers are going to win at four. Uh,
1: yeah, I think the Dodgers uh, lose tonight in Washington, and then they're going to win the next two.
0: Um, well, it's in it's in Los Angeles. They're going to win Los in Angeles L.A. Tonight.
1: I'm sorry, you were talking about, but I think Strasburg is going to win yeah. this matchup between him and. Uh, I think that he's going to win that matchup for sure. Uh, I don't think that the Washingtons have it. I don't think the Nationals have it. Um, let's get over to the Yankees. Uh, I got them in five. I like this matchup. I think it's going to be the other one that goes the whole way. Um, it's lots of runs scored. I see the timer going off. I don't even care. We're going to finish this out real quick. Uh, the Yankees in five, yeah, though, right. is how We're I have it. This, I yes. think. Yeah, I think that's going to be the other good one of this two series, the, the four series right now. Um, you got anything you want to put in on that one real quick?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I give my prediction. You know, like I said earlier, these twins uh, and Yankees rivalries have been outstanding the last few years. And Yankees have got the best of them. You think it's going to finally be resolution for these twins? No, it's not going to happen, in my opinion. I think the Yankees are a better team. I think the Twins rely a little too much on that long ball. I think like the Yankees are a little more well-rounded, although they're for bombers. Um bombers. That bullpen, I think, is going to be a difference for the Yankees. I think that postseason experience is going to do it. I think Yankees in four.
1: Yankees in four, okay yeah i had him in five because i just think it's going to go the whole way all right the next one is the one we definitely agree or disagree on here and i think that's because you think it's going to go at least a gentleman's sweep i think the astros have it in three that pitching is phenomenal um you got grinky coming in you have tonight uh or tomorrow night what am i thinking i'm getting tired tonight but I I just think this whole pitching core for Houston is great. I think that's going to be the the turning point for these two teams. I don't think that the, I don't think they're going to be able to match up. I don't think the Rays have anything. I, they have a few good pitchers, but I don't think that offense can compare to this Astros defense. I'm not with what I seen today.
0: You know, and you make you make some valid points. You really do. But the Astros against the Rays this season. The Rays won four to three. So um, they do have a winning record in the regular season. Now, I know playoff baseball is different. And you look at this pitching staff and you don't have to have a five man rotation. You have a rotation of Verlander, Cole, and Grinky, which is insane. You know, who who would think that'd be something? Um, but you know, the rays, like I said, the tenacity of this team is insane. You know, they worked they worked like crazy. They have one of the lowest salaries, lowest payrolls in baseball. They actually cut it by 14 million this year and they won six more games. Uh, the tenacity of this team is impressive. Um, so I don't think they will allow themselves to be swept, although they probably only play uh, in front of uh, 14 fans in game three when they make it to Tampa. Um, yeah, they—they, uh, they, I don't think it will happen. So I, I will give the Astros the win here just because that, that starting pitching, I mean, is incredible. I want the Rays to win because I think they're a really impressive team. But, yeah, uh, Astros, four games.
1: All right. So – that's pretty much gonna wrap it up for this week's episode um, next week we're gonna be talking Absolutely. division or we're gonna be talking championship series we're gonna be telling you guys our predictions from that mm-hmm. one of us is gonna be disappointed when it's time for that I can guarantee you that and uh, that'll be okay though because yeah like sorry already in advance. Huh? Yeah. Anyway, uh and we're going to be said, talking sorry, already advanced. We're going to be talking NFL <laughs> again because we got a whole another week of uh, football we're going to be seeing. It's going to be kind of interesting. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week.
0: Yeah, take it easy guys.